sports fans to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hello, good afternoon. It is the Matt Mosley Show. We've come to the end of our broadcasting week. It's Friday, and we've got a lot of cool stuff planned for you today. Men play at OU tomorrow afternoon, and then the women host Iowa State, team that loves to shoot three. And, I mean, if you play at Iowa or Iowa State and you get recruited from that part of the country and you are a female, you have been brought up hitting the three-pointer. They're just the better shooters in the heartland, America's heartland. So they're going to show up. Now, I don't know who all is playing for Iowa State because they got some. They got a couple of sisters that are big-time players. Jones? I think it's the Jones sisters, somebody was telling me. So we got to dig into that, Aaron. But um, we are going to have Baylor's premier off-the-bench player, Caitlin Bickle, will join us at 5 o'clock today. All right, now – there's always a chance. I have not. I need to visit with him uh, because I thought it became official today, but he's waiting for it to become official official. We, Our man, uh, Gary Patterson, is ready to talk to us, but he needs Sark to sort of publicly acknowledge this story. The story's everywhere that Gary Patterson's now on staff at University of Texas. I mean, it really, it's like even on the school's website. But Sark hasn't said anything about it. Um, and so I'm kind of feel like I'm dragging Gary into something. So <clears throat> Aaron, we'll just, we'll leave it open. If, if we have to move Caitlin, we will, cause we do have Caitlin recorded, which is helpful. That makes us a little more versatile, but uh, that'll be exciting to hear from Caitlin though, because, uh, I think folks, uh, what she's done this year and her attitude <clears throat> and what she brings off the bench I think is uh, very, very important to this team. And she's a huge X factor in where this team goes this season. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll kind of keep an eye on things with Coach Gary Patterson. Because I think a lot of people would like to know kind of where all that is headed. Now, um, we have at 420, we are going to have our good friend Curtis Quillen. Chilling with Quillen, we like to call it. Curtis is uh, does a tremendous job, and we need to talk about Coach Hoffman out there at Mart. What's that all about? Retired, which was big news. That was going to be a sought-after job. We all know, you know, the job he's done at Mart and everything that goes with it. And uh, next thing you know, he's back. He's back on the job. He had a change of heart, and. He just wants to run it back. It happens. You know, Randy Allen did that at Highland Park. Randy's a longtime friend of mine, and he announced his retirement. It was a big story. And then I don't know how much long. I think what happens is sometimes they start to think about the coach search and all that, 
that happens and they're like, I don't want, I really don't want to quit. I really want to keep doing this. And some of these coaches are doing it for longer and longer. Obviously, we know what's going on in Lorena and uh, the great run uh, they've had there. And, uh, I mean, it's just kind of nice when you can just say, well, we got a coach here. It's been here about 30, 40 years, and we're just going to keep rolling with it. Coach Hoffman's had an ex- extremely uh, successful run, and he will continue down that path. We'll talk about that with Curtis Quillen. Also, I want to ask him, Aaron, I don't know, I, I think I might have asked you this off air the other day. There was a fight that broke out the other night. We can't have this. <clears throat> Local high school hoops. Now, you're going to occasionally get some stuff happen on the floor. Somebody's going to get mad, and maybe the officials break something up. But this was a bench-clearing brawl that apparently uh, broke out, and then it involved folks maybe entering the fray from the stands. They didn't even get to play the fourth quarter. This is a problem, okay? This isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, you see it happen across the country in different times. I've seen it happen in Texas. I've seen it happen at some of the uh, DISD schools. That's the Dallas Independent School District. You can't have it, though. I mean, it's it's. I, I, I we got to do we got to do a better job as parents, adults. Um, we got to figure out how to keep the kids off the court, and uh, those kind of things really disturb me. And we've got to we've got to find a way. Whether it's better security, it's better. I I, I don't know. I I don't know how something like that happens, but it does, and it can't happen. And I, Curtis was the first one I, I saw that commented on this the other night. So ever since then, I've wanted to ask him about it. You know what exactly happened and what's being done about it because that's you know that's embarrassing to be you know to to basically play three quarters and then have a fight that ends the game, and you can't even play the fourth quarter. That's embarrassing to the school, the players, the parents, the teams. I don't like it, and uh, we're going to kind of talk about it and see if we can't get to the bottom of that. We also have today some audio that you need to hear that Aaron has been able to track down from Jerry Jones. It's been a very popular, all his quotes have been flying around the country today. He went on, I believe it was 105.3 The Fan. When you look around last week. Yep, that was Michael Irvin uh, earlier in the the week. But uh, everybody's been sounding off. I mean, you've you've had Troy Aikman, you've had Michael Irvin, and now Jerry. Now, I think what we got to decide is Jerry putting on a sort of an act. Is this some is this some Hollywood stuff or is Jerry truly so angry that he's about to make a move? This comes a, a, a couple of days after Mike McCarthy in his end of the year address said that they're going to spend some time this offseason trying to cut down the penalties and all that. Jerry doesn't appreciate that. <clears throat> Jerry thinks it should happen maybe during the season, during games even. And we're going to let Jerry, we're going to hear Jerry sound off on that front. And uh, I, I'm, 
I'm excited to do that, and uh, we're going to have some of that ready for you because apparently it was about a 22-minute conversation. And Jerry, at times, was combative. And I, I, I want you to hear as much of this as possible. Now, Aaron, um, one thing that's kind of funny is, and I know you were commenting on this before the show today, Jerry <clears throat> did not have time. For anybody's complaints, he thought, he said, and, and what's the Jay-Z song? I got 10,000 whatever. I got 1,000 reasons for this or whatever. What, you know that one, Aaron? 99 problems. A, 99 problems. I got 99 problems. Very famous song that I've obviously butchered. But it kind of sounded like what Jerry was saying today. Jerry's friends with Jay-Z, I believe. But Jerry said uh, <clears throat> somewhere along the lines of, you know, of the 10,000 things I'm working on, that's not even on the radar. Not even on the radar. What was he talking about? Not penalties, because he is worried about that. It's not Dak, because I think he's a little worried about that right now. It's not the coaches, because he is worried about that. It's the sun coming through the glass over there at, uh, uh, you know, of course, they built that stadium north and south, or east and west, I should say. Wait, what did they do? What bottom line is they could have they could have built the thing like what they do at high school stadiums or any other stadium to obviously if you build it a certain way, you 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 don't have the sun shining through the glass at three thirty or four o'clock, putting a glare in the eyes of the quarterbacks and wide receivers. Now, does it work for both teams? Yes, it does. But Jerry was really disgusted that he even had to address it today. No, he's not going to change it. He's not going to put up curtains. He's not going to put up blinds. And he hated talking about the punter hitting the ball off the, the Jumbotron or the Jerrytron because in his mind it, it rarely happens. And that is true. I would say probably a handful, five to ten times in the history of the stadium. It, really only two or three that stand out in my mind. It is a re-kick situation. When it hits the scoreboard, you just automatically re-kick it. But it's a joke. I mean, it's – it's, and, and so is the sun coming in through the windows. And you could do something about it. But Jerry is so into the aesthetics of this building. The man loves his design. He loves his art. And I don't think anybody – has an issue with any of that until it starts impacting their team. The, and, and I think Cowboys fans are a little fed up and would love to see that not be a part of the outcome. Did they lose that game because they dropped that ball Cedric Wilson couldn't see in the sun? I, I, I have a hard time saying that. Certainly didn't help. It was a key. I think it was a third down. They're trying to drive before the end of the half. They're down 16-7. to seven. And they've got an opportunity near midfield, and they whistle a pass in there that would have been right to a, a wide-open receiver for a first down, and he never could see it. They ended up having to punt on that, and they're down 16-7 at halftime. Now, apparently, they were so nervous before the game. And, Aaron, I don't know if you've seen these quotes today from uh, <clears throat> this is from this is from Charles Haley, but basically saying, hey, if they were nervous before the game, like what uh, Mike McCarthy has suggested, that he noticed they were nervous during the pregame prayer, 
then it's on the coaches. It's on the coaches for not having them prepared. Now, that's interesting to get Charles Haley to comment on a Cowboys 49ers game because he famously was with the Niners and then was signed in free agency by the Cowboys. And I say signed in free agency. Actually, that was a trade. That and, and the reason they were able to get a hold of such a once-in-a-lifetime Hall of Fame-type player is because Charles, and he's been very open with this, had some issues mentally. And, and they just couldn't – they decided they couldn't put up with that anymore. And Jerry decided, you know what, I think I can put up with some over-the-top mental issues for a guy that gets about 12, 13 sacks a season. I think I can deal with that. And, of course – uh, Charles Haley ended up with having, I, I think, the most. I'm sure Tom Brady obviously has more now, but at the time, um, Haley had something in the neighborhood of either five or six Super Bowl rings when you combined San Francisco, the one he had with the Cowboys. So he had, um, I guess he had, uh, however many San Francisco had before he came over to the Cowboys, and then they won a couple more. So he had either five or six. Super Bowl rings and uh, he went off he blasted the Cowboys and then Darren Woodson today Ed Werder was with Darren Woodson so it's just open season right now on the Cowboys Aaron who do we all have so far that's weighed in Aikman um, Michael Irvin and then who I just mentioned with Charles Haley Darren Woodson I don't think we've heard from Emmett Drew talked I think Drew went off, and and Drew admitted that uh, we ought to get Drew on, but uh, Drew admitted that he's starting to waver <coughs> in his support for Dak Prescott. That's amazing. I mean, we were we were six we were five six weeks into the season, and there was talk of Dak for MVP. I mean, the the thought that people would end this season and have a lot of uh, have a lot of questions about Dak Prescott. No one would have believed that at the start of the season. So um, we got to be somewhat fluid today because we got different people that may be needing to come on with us. But Aaron, right now I think we have slated 5:20 to to listen to some of Jerry and dig in a little bit on that. And um, I mean his his comments on the coaches make you think and make you wonder if maybe there's a change coming. If you want to sound off in anything today, we uh, and by the way, we reserve the right to read whatever you text in. So put your name with it, or if you want to be anonymous, we'll let you be anonymous. It's okay. Either way, and I'm not going to challenge you, oh, my gosh, you didn't put your name with it. I, I don't care. I mean, I just kind of like hearing from you guys. Uh, 254-662-1660 is the number. That's the CNC Collision Center text line. And um, I'll put my name to this show. It's the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. Aaron, will you put your name on the show? Absolutely. Okay. Although it's not, it may not be your total real name. <laughs> that makes it easier. <clears throat> That's right. That's right. Aaron, Aaron using a, uh, I can't call it a stage name because it is truly, a, it's his family name. But uh, Aaron is, uh, he's a secretive, mysterious young man. And what I've tried to do is peel back the onion a little bit for our listeners, but Aaron keeps it pretty close to the vest. 
all his personal things. And uh, and I'll later in the program, Aaron's gonna. I'm gonna kind of step aside, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Aaron really share some things that are going on in his life. But Aaron, that, what time do you want to do that? Five five thirty sound good. Five forty. I was thinking about five fifty eight. <laughs> during the uh, during the Big Twelve beat or whatever we do. Shoot around, Big, yeah. The spectrum, the sports spectrum. We got so many things. Do we have the Cowboys thing? Is that going away? The Christie Scales? No, that's Christy over. Scale. The Just Cow- like their season. <laughs> there are people that only listen to this show for the Christie Scales Sports Spectrum Cowboys beat, Big 12 beat. Is that? I don't. I may have messed that up. <laughs> All right, it's the... Uh, it's the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside, and uh, we've got Curtis Quillen. It is Chillin' with Quillen. He's the sports director of Channel 6. He's a man about town. He's soon to be married. It is Curtis Quillen. He's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Clear skies tonight and the dry air in place will help us settle into yet another cold night with a low of 20 degrees. Tomorrow we'll warm up just a bit quicker than we did today with plenty of sunshine and a high of 51 and light winds out of the north around 5 miles per hour. Expect Saturday night to be just about the same, cold and clear with a low of 27. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women home again in Big 12 play this Sunday hosting Iowa State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday. Join Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, all season long here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Northern Tool and Equipment is the store for over 100,000 tools. Here you'll find the right tool for any job. With brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Honda, Lincoln, and more, our annual storage sale is going on now with savings up to 50%. The deals are stacking up on shelving, storage bins, racks, job site boxes, and more. Plus, select truck boxes are 20% off. It's time to put every tool in its place. Visit Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Homestyle Designs is your local residential and commercial kitchen and bath contractor. Whether you're building a new home, remodeling your home, designing your kitchen or bathroom, 
or wanting granite countertops and custom cabinets. Homestyle Designs can make your functional yet stylish dreams come true. Call them at 254-339-8315 or visit their Facebook page to start your design today. Home Design, with family in mind. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott has been fined $25,000 by the league for his postgame comments related to the game officials following Sunday's loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Dallas Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory is scheduled to have surgery on his left knee today. NFL playoffs continue tomorrow. Cincinnati at Tennessee at 3.30. San Francisco at Green Bay at 7.15. On Sunday, L.A. takes on Tampa Bay at 2 o'clock. And Buffalo and Kansas City will round out the weekend at 5.30. High school basketball tonight. Waco at Duncanville. Universities at Red Oak. Midway at Lake Ridge. And Temple taking on Ellison. Number five, Baylor basketball on the road tomorrow taking on OU. Two o'clock tip. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for Chilling with Quillen on ESPN Central Texas. Well, like that, <clears throat> Curtis deserves his own special mention, special music, and now we have it. And uh, always good to have uh, Curtis Quillen involved, Chilling with Quillen. And Curtis, uh, it is... Um, it's it's been a fascinating week on a lot of different uh, in a lot of different areas. Been talking a lot of Dallas Cowboys. Great to see the Baylor women get this thing going in the right direction. And I know I was maybe showing a, a bit of panic, um, it, but uh, but that was those were good signs. And I think it'll be really interesting to see how they perform Sunday against a ranked Iowa State team. But uh, Curtis, I wanted you to take us through uh, the uh, what the the dealings, the happenings out in Mart. That was a uh, that's an interesting story for one of the one of the great programs in the state of Texas. They they had a, a major retirement announcement, and then within a week, I guess uh, the coaches back on the job. How how did that? Uh, how did you see that whole thing playing out? I think Coach Hoffman thought that, you know, hunting and fishing and golfing was going to be all he got to do in in retirement because, you know, that's what everybody dreams of in retirement. Um, yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm honestly, when I retire, I'll probably think that that's all I'm going to do too. But, um, no, I think he had that itch to coach again. And, uh, you know, that's normal for some of these guys who, you know, they think that they're going to call it a career in coaching. You know, these guys who – they leave the sidelines for the AD roles to try to transition into retirement and stuff like that. And so I think he just got the itch to coach again. Um, you know, I think he just, he, he doesn't like how it ended. You drop a state championship game that he, he, I know he th- thinks they should have won because, you know, they talk about letting it, letting it slip away from them. And uh, then they, uh, they get upset in the semifinals this year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run it back one more time before, uh, before he hangs it up for good. And um, I mean, he's like, by coaching standards and Matt, you know, this as much as I do, he's still young, man. He's got a lot left to give to those kids in Mark. Um, And I think that it took him uh, starting to transition out of that role to kind of realize it maybe. Um, And, you know, everything he's been going through is completely normal for, 
for a coach who's getting closer to retirement. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, on your station's website and others, KCENTV.com, I, I can Google him right now, and it, it, it all is January 10th. Kevin Hoffman to retire from Mart ISD. And then in the same Google, like the next story is, Kevin Hoffman is unretired. <laughs> at least at least he did it, you know, quickly enough where they weren't too far down like the search. Uh, the search committee hadn't got off to too quick a start. Um, as, as you said, Curtis, I mean, this would have been a, a coveted job, uh, I would think, among uh, um, coaches really – uh, assistant coaches at 5A and 6A schools, and then head coaches at some of the lower classifications. Do you think that's accurate? I think it is because everybody's won at Mark. Everybody. Who's the last coach that was at Mark that didn't win? I mean, this is a program that's storied and for good reason. It's got a lot of really good kids that are, are there, and it's, got, it's a town that's hungry to win. And, and we'll do what it takes to win. It's an administration that expects it. I mean, that's a, it's a good job in, in Texas high school football. And it's one that, you know, there's, pe- there's people who coach their entire careers looking for a town that is as uh, capable and hungry to win as Mark Texas is. All right. I, uh, I'm sitting here now looking back over at his Twitter recently to see if he could have given us some clues that he was thinking about coming back. But mostly he's just, like, retweeting – teacher goals and, and things like that. Let's see if, Curtis, would this have done it for us? There's uh, The people you work with really do determine how much you enjoy your job. That was, that. should we have read that and known he was going to announce his unretirement? No, I think, I mean, I think we, just, we know that he, we've, we've known for a long time he enjoys his job. He yeah. is so close with everybody on his coaching staff. I mean, you look at the praise he gets from guys like Marcus Thompson on his staff, and it's just everybody on that staff loves him, and he loves everybody on that staff, and the kids respond so well to him. I don't think that that's necessarily, you know, Kevin Hoffman code for we're gonna uh, we're 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 gonna run it back. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna unretire. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just uh, I'm looking for my clues, and and uh, man, I tell you, the guy's gonna get that hoodie out. Man loves a good hoodie. And uh, he will ride again as the coach out there in Mart. Talking to Curtis Quillen, it is chilling with Quillen. Curtis always liked to kind of see, okay, what's Curtis got tonight? What's he? What's he got over on Channel Six? And you, one of your reports that came in the other night grabbed my attention: a bench clearing brawl out there. I believe uh, Harker Heights um, uh, that was involved in that. that I mean, that, we were just last week, Curtis. We were all excited about. Royce O'Neill going into the, uh, you know, having his jersey retired at Harker Heights and all that kind of thing. And then there's an ugly story like this. What uh, what have you been able to determine from sort of talking to your people uh, and your sources in the field? What occurred and, and how, how ugly did that thing get? Well, I got sent the video, Matt, so I've been watching it um, a couple times this week. I have uh, – I have some friends who, who sent it over, and man, what an ugly scene last uh, on Tuesday night. So there was a hard foul near half court. A, a uh, off, there was an offensive foul called um, near near half court as Harker Heights was uh, on defense. Yeah, and 
it did not go. It just continued to escalate from there until you get to the point where the bench is clear. There's and there's people coming out of the. It, 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 there appears to be people coming out of the stands. Um, I know that you know Copper Stove Police is investigating. That doesn't necessarily mean charges will be filed. Um, yeah. But when police have to get involved in a you know a fight at a sporting event, you know things are serious. Uh, there were it, it escalated fairly quickly. Um, the game obviously ended at that point. I want to say there was you know rough, roughly four minutes, maybe a little bit less than that um, left in the game, and it was Matt. It's one of the it it, it it was an ugly scene. It was a scar on. You know, what would have been a really nice win for the Knights, and I saw a report, haven't had the chance to confirm it, um, been, you know, chasing around other stories today, uh, that, you know, Heights is only going to have two varsity players available for tonight, uh, tonight's game at Belton. Well, that's a, wow. that's a massive District 12-6A game in itself, it's true, um, and, you know, we'll find out tonight, but that's a, that, that had the chance to be a really great win um, for for the night and that's just an ugly way to handle uh, for it to end same report that you know, i haven't had the chance to confirm uh was saying that it's a double forfeit because of what happened the game had not ended and so both teams it'll go down as a as a loss for district record purposes and uh you know it's just it it, it it's an ugly mark on on the game but it also came to my attention that there were a lot of technical fouls in Copper's Cove's game Friday night last week. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, it doesn't necessarily indicate anything, um, you know, about Copper's Cove. They, they could have just been playing another chippy game. And I've played more than a few of those when I was playing high school basketball, so I understand that. But there's that, you know, there's people who think that that's a trend that's building is that Copper's Cove is this, this type of team and, you know, the people that I, I talked to, I said, here's what I'm hearing. They're like, there was, and then they told me there wasn't a fight. There was nothing physical. It's just a lot of technical fouls. And, you know, you can have those. There's a long yeah. list of reasons in the high school basketball rule book that you can have a technical Correct. foul. And so I don't want to jump to conclusions on that. But that's the, there's a feeling that, of that building in, uh, in District 12-6A. Yeah, and I mean, there's just, you know, the, the news kind of, uh, uh, kind of keeps uh, snowballing out of Copper's Cove because the story I was reading that you had just a couple of days ago of uh, of Jason Hammett uh, stepping down from that role after uh, after a couple seasons that, that's uh, uh, that, that's kind of been a uh, that's been a revolving door here recently. Copper's Cove went two and eighteen with two one win seasons so. I, I just not great times it seems for that Copper's Cove uh, athletic department. Do you? Uh, I mean, especially for one that has produced some great players, great people, and some really good seasons, and some unbelievable coaches over the years. I should say. I mean, Copper's Cove is where some of the uh, the biggest innovators in Texas got their start. Um, I'm thinking about even going back to Hal Mummy all those many many years ago. Uh, what's going on with that, uh, with, with Copper's Cove? Is that, is there, I mean, obviously they need to get some things straightened out there. It seems. I mean, here's, here's the big thing that 
uh, people don't re- realize all the time when it comes to a drop in success for high school athletic programs is where is the school district growing? Because every, every school district is dealing with growth. They're either dealing with the loss of kids, so they're, grow, they're you know inverse and they're losing kids while other schools are getting more kids, uh, or they're you know exponentially growing to the point where they're going to start losing kids to a new campus, or they're growing and they don't have another campus to share them with, and so they get to you know have the benefits of that large student base like what you have at Allen High School. Well, Cove is not growing as fast as other schools in District 12 6A. Um, and Cove doesn't historically have the resources and the athletes that a school like Temple has. Um, and so the writing has been on the wall for this for a while. Um, when you see a coach like Jack Alvarez, who has won a state championship in the UIL big school ranks, he did it at Ennis, uh, come, to a, come to a school and leave so quickly for a much smaller job, albeit at a blue blood in the state like Quero, that usually indicates that the, that, that the school is having issues getting the growth that other schools that it competes with regularly are getting. Um, and you see it with Topper's Cove. His last year at Cove, they, they struggled. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs that year. And you look at um, what happened under Jason Hammett, 1-13 in two years in District 12-6A. And I don't think it's necessarily that the uh, that the rest of the district was that good. I think it's yeah. that you, you ha- don't have the numbers there, uh, and you don't have the kinds of guys that, you know, down the street 10 minutes is Shoemaker that Toby Foreman has been able to develop there, that you, you don't have the t- kinds of guys that have turned uh, the Harker Heights offense into one of the toughest to defend in that district. Um and you don't have the kind of guys that Temple and Belton always have. And so I think that, you know, it's a, it's, it's a numbers game in, in high school football. There's a reason why you don't see six days playing two ways, because even a bad six day has access to more kids and yeah. has a bigger talent base than a two way school. And so a really good two way doesn't want to go play a real, a, you know, a mediocre to bad six day because, you know, they're going to have more guys. They're probably going to be an overall better team, even if they don't play like it. Um, obviously, there's, you know, exemptions to every rule or exceptions to every rule. But that's that's what's going on in Copper's Cove, as far as I can tell, is that they're losing the numbers game right now. Um, and it dep- they're, I, they're the ones that I'm most intrigued about realignment for. Temple will be fine almost no matter where it winds up in a district. Harker Heights, Harker Heights has an Alab- has a kid with an Alabama offer now. You're telling me they're not going to be okay wherever they wind up yeah. in realignment yeah. this fall? Belton is going to be fine. Uh, it, you know, this might be the first cycle where you see them start dealing with a smaller student body um, because of Lake Belton High School. But, event, you know, if they struggle for a year, they'll figure it out in year two because Brett Sniffen's been around the block a time or two. Copper's Cove is the one that I'm looking at and thinking, okay, they need a favorable alignment draw to be able to make the numbers game work in their favor at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or need someone. I, I look at I, – I, I totally hear what you're saying, talking to Curtis Quillen but I look every once in a while at, at the impact a coach can have on a program, and, and I, I look at what happened in DISD this year with South Oak Cliff, a team that, you know, 
Carter, South Oak Cliff, some of those great former football, basketball schools had fallen off the map a little bit. And uh, South Oak Cliff wins a state title, Class 5A. I mean, that's crazy. That, that's uh, that, that Alito's supposed to dominate and win that thing almost on an annual basis, and South Oak Cliff finds a way. <clears throat> now, it's never been a problem with not having enough athletes. It's, it's getting everything organized and not having the facilities, all those kinds of things. And they overcame it. So, you know, it can be done. I hear what you're saying. Speaking of unfavorable. It can be done. It, it can be done, but when you look at the 5A, 6A level, you almost always expect – it's like the college game. It's like a – I don't want to not junior college football, but that's probably a good way of illustrating 5A and 6A college football. It's like a, a lower-level uh, junior college uh, football rank. Well, you don't see a whole lot of schools in 5A and 6A that don't run some sort of variation of the spread. And for the past four years – Copper's Cove has not run the spread. They've run a pistol set because they don't have the, the size of guys to compete up front um, with the guys at Temple and Midway and, it, you know, Colleen and Harker Heights and Shoemaker. They don't have the speed in the backfield, so they almost have to go with a plug-and-play system mm. um, at Copper's Cove right now. Now, because of how much my, I mean, my mom went to high school in Copper's Cove because my grandfather was military at the time. And so you can get a really stud athlete to just move into the school district. And sometimes that pays dividends. There's, I think every Colleen school has benefited from a PCS into Fort hood Copper's Cove. I'm including in that, in that Fort, you know, Colleen Fort hood area. But you can't bank on that. And so sometimes no. you have to have the system and get guys to buy in. And that's what I'm using as the biggest indicator to figure out that this might be just that the Bulldogs are losing a numbers game. Yeah, I think it's fair. You can't just depend on RG3 dropping dropping in at some point exactly. uh, over at uh, Copper's Cove. And, uh, boy, at some point, uh, you know, speaking of realignment, uh, I mean, Midway and Waco need a break. I mean, it's, I mean, that, my gosh, it's, it's that's a uh, – you know that's just it, that that's that's getting put in a uh, in a in a place where it's just almost impossible to have success. So I I don't know I don't know what's going to happen with I all think that. I think High is dropping, if I remember correctly, and so that'll be good for the Lions to get back to Class Five A. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I one of the things I've had sources tell me is that it's fifty fifty on whether Midway gets to go back south and go to Round Rock with the Bell County schools or if they're going to stay in that district and they're just going to get replaced by Mansfield Legacy, who is coached by former Midway coach Jeff Hume. Interesting. Very, very interesting how it all works. And uh, it's not like Round Rock's any great shakes, but it would be better than this uh, this awful thing that are part of right now, uh, which, uh, I mean, that's I just, bet if you just... ask Shane Anderson right now, he would play the Dallas Cowboys if it meant getting out of District 11. <laughs> Especially the most penalized team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, he'd rather play. Yeah. The, I, I, wouldn't, I, I would totally understand that from Shane. All right, Curtis, um, have a great weekend, and uh, good luck to the, uh, the Pokes, whoever they have. They just had a nice comeback win, a last-second win over TCU. Had the huge win over Baylor, so your alma mater is actually uh, trending in the right direction. But uh, Bears with Oklahoma a, tomorrow. Who does OSU have? They have a chance to uh, finish the season sweep against Texas. They're in Austin 
the fiance Ooh. and I are looking at tickets because they've got no, they've got upper bowl tickets starting at five bucks, Matt. I might be yeah, in Austin tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably be giving away Waterburger if you show up early enough. That's uh, that's a big Chris Beard <laughs> thing. Yeah, but uh, all right, Curtis, good stuff. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Matt. There he goes, Curtis Quillen, sports director at Channel Six. It is chilling with Quillen, and we do it uh, every Friday. You try to do that right around uh, 4:20. Always fun to catch up with Curtis, and he has some great perspective on what's going on with our uh, local high schools. And uh, appreciate uh, appreciate that uh, perspective for sure. All right, uh, we got big time perspective coming up. It is Aaron Sexton's campus confidential. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The Bears stay on the road in Big 12 play, headed to Norman to take on OU this Saturday. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Men's Basketball, all season long, here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram too or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, Michael Strahan, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. 
Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott has been fined $25,000 by the league for his postgame comments related to the game officials following Sunday's loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Dallas Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory is scheduled to have surgery on his left knee today. NFL playoffs continue tomorrow. Cincinnati at Tennessee at 3.30. San Francisco at Green Bay at 7.15. On Sunday, L.A. takes on Tampa Bay at 2 o'clock. And Buffalo and Kansas City will round out the weekend at 5.30. High school basketball tonight. Waco at Duncanville. Universities at Red Oak. Midway at Lake Ridge. And Temple taking on Ellison. Number five, Baylor basketball on the road tomorrow taking on OU. Two o'clock tip. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, this is Matt Mosley, and uh, boy, it's going to be a fun weekend. Got uh, NFL games coming up. I want to remind you, we've got uh, Saturday and Sunday, divisional games, always great, always great. And we've got uh, games all day, both days. I mean, we're talking, uh, it's just going to be a fun, fun weekend. We can now get Green Bay involved after they got to sit that one out. And we get, who else involved, Aaron? The Titans. The Titans get to sit one out last week. Get the Titans involved. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a huge day of football, <coughs> both Saturday and Sunday. And then a reminder to our Baylor women's basketball fans, which I know most of you are, uh, Caitlin Bickle, one of the key players on the team, will be joining us coming up here at 5 o'clock. And so we'll look forward to that. But this is when we delve into college football, college athletics, and I turn things over to uh, your friend and mine, Aaron Sexton. Go ahead, Aaron. The Baylor Bears added to their 2022 recru recruiting class yesterday with the commitment of three-star safety Alfonso Allen. He is out of Miami Central High School in Miami. The three-star recruit is ranked the 39th best safety in the nation. He had 49 offers, including Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, Michigan, Auburn, name a top program, and he had offers from them. He picked Baylor yesterday. He is the 21st commitment uh, for the 2022 class, joining 20 signees from December. He is the second uh, player added this week by Baylor after Tulsa transfer defensive tackle Jackson Player decided to come to Baylor earlier in the week. So a big pickup for this year's class in uh, safety Alfonso Allen from Florida yesterday. Yeah, I, I like it. And we're just, you know, that's a pretty easy nickname. We'll just call him the Fonz. <clears throat> and uh, Fonzarelli, the whole thing, Arthur Fonzarelli was the Fonz. And if you uh, are old enough, 
Aaron and I are just on the fringe because we watched all the reruns. I don't guess we ever – I don't guess Happy Days was live still, was it? What were we watching, Aaron? Were we watching live Happy Days or were we watching reruns when we were kids? We were watching anyway, reruns. <clears throat> okay. I liked Happy Days. I thought I it was too. fun. I loved it. And, uh, and the Fonz was a great character. They'd meet over at Al's Diner, Big Al's or whatever they called it. And then uh, Al, I always liked that character. Al would come out and impart some advice on the kids. Ralph Mouth, uh, Anson Williams played, um, uh, was Ralph Mouth and then Potsy? Potsy yeah, Pot- Weber, yeah. Potsy, yeah, Potsy was in there. And then uh, and then they tried to have some, you know, yeah, Joni and Chachi and all that stuff. They tried to do some spinoffs. It didn't really work. The Laverne and Shirley spinoff absolutely worked, and that became a very famous program. But uh, I think Laverne and Shirley used to kind of hang out on the Happy Days show, and so they kind of had the, them interact uh, to a certain extent. And then uh, Laverne and Shirley uh, became a big deal as well. So uh, where were we, Aaron? Oh, the Fonz, yeah, the, the kid. What's his name? Say his name for me again. The uh, the Because the, he looks like he's a guy that could play some. Uh, in fact, he reminded one of our friends, Travis Roeder, of Devin Bobby, who's a big-time player coming from Devin Bobby. Anyway, that's a, I think he's really going to be a really fine safety for the Bears. But we're, uh, what's this young man's full name? Alfonso. Alfonso Allen. Alfonso Allen. Now, you were calling him a three-star. Everything I've read says he's a four-star. It just so depends on what service you use. The article right. I I, uh, I always use uh, the, the whatever makes him the highest star. <laughs> well, that, I usually do, too, but. Uh, 247 Sports has him as the number yeah. 39. Well, they're wrong. Country. Yeah, I don't trust Yeah, you don't get 50 uh, offers and if you're, yeah, you know, yeah. three stars don't get 50 offers. Or That's right. Four-star. Alfonso's a four-star. It's a good one. It's almost kind of like a I – don't, I don't know why he waited, but uh, I'm glad to have him. Miami Central. Comes from Miami. And uh, that's awesome, man. I don't exactly know how all this happened, but I've seen some of the little uh, uh, the footage he's put out with, with hanging out with – Aranda, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, I love all that stuff. Oh, by the way, Aaron, did you see – I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes here, but did you happen to see uh, the tweets about Aranda reading the Berenstain Bears? I did. It was at so one great. of those local schools. Yeah. And it was old old hat, new hat, or old – what was the what was that famous book? The Berenstain Bears book. Old – old old hat, old hat new old hat, hat new? something yeah. hat, blue hat. Or yeah, 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 yeah. But that was the one, you know, that he brought up after a game or something, and we all had a good laugh about it. And there he was in an elementary school reading Berenstain Bears. I loved it. Aaron, I wish they had tipped us off. That had been great to show up and tape some of that. Then, of course, we'd ask him about the recruiting class. <laughs> Coach, you haven't uh, commented. What if I just showed up at the back of the class and started shouting out recruiting questions to him? I, 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 love, I love seeing um, Dave Aranda do something like this. And uh, really cool. And then I noticed uh, our friend Darby oh, at uh, Darby. And, oh, Darby does a really nice job. I'm trying to think of all my friends. Matt, Michael. Who's my who, – oh, Chris. Chris was with Darby. They got real mad at me because I said Matt, who's at Channel 6 with Curtis – I was confusing them because they're both young, have dark hair. They're in their 20s. Those, those young anchor types or young reporter types, Aaron, they, they just, you know, they're just, they're all headed toward 
bigger things in life, which is great. Although I hope we, I think Waco's become a big thing, so I don't want them to leave us. But that, I tell you, those are great guys. Chris is the, he's with Darby over at Channel 10, and then Matt is with Quillen at 6 with Nikki. All right, every once in a while I mix my reporters up, and they give me a hard time. But I really like that Chris. He, he talked about a nice kid. And Matt's great, too. Matt gives me fashion tips. It tells me, like, how I'm supposed to wear my new jackets and stuff. All right, Aaron, um, that was cool, though. Love that. We, 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 um, Darby did a story on it. That's why I brought up Darby. Uh, and she had, like, uh, some audio of Aranda doing it, doing the uh, reading to the kids. I thought that was so cool. And then, uh, then she went back and found the stuff of him talking about the, the Berenstain Bears. Good work from Darby. Darby's always really good at turning that stuff around. Uh, she's also good at getting to bowl cities like 10 days before everybody else. All right, Aaron, continue. I know you're not as much of a, uh, well, I would say recruiting nerd uh, as I am, but I know you keep up with recruiting quite a bit. Does the name Tate Martell ring a bell? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do remember those kind of stories. Yeah, it's some kind of guy that was like five-star, huge, but I feel like he's one of those guys that's ended up in the portal about seven times and maybe he was at Ohio State, maybe he was at Miami at some point. Yeah, I feel like this guy's been around since about seven years ago. That's pretty close, yeah. Coming out of high school, he was a five-star recruit. He, may, I think he was the – Top-rated dual-threat quarterback in the country coming out of high school. If not, he was second. I know he was top two. Um, he was at UNLV this past year. He has retired from football. A program spokesman confirmed to Franchise Sports Media's Joe Arago. Martell was originally committed to Ohio State and spent 2017 and 2018 there. He redshirted his freshman year. He then transferred to Miami only completed one pass in his two seasons with the Hurricanes and only appeared in two games in 2020 and didn't register a pass after Derek King won the starting job. He then joined UC UNLV, but only completed two of his six pass attempts this past season. Yeah, Martell was the nation's number two dual-threat quarterback, according to 247 Sports, before he signed to Ohio State in 2017 and said he is going to focus on his business ventures and I just brought up this story to kind of point out the downsides of the transfer portal and transferring you know he was considered a can't miss prospect and you know he went to three different schools and just couldn't kind of get get his get it going at any of the schools and now he is no longer in football oh man just out of football all over the place now that made me think, those stories do fascinate me. You know, that, that famous uh, USC quarterback whose dad was such a nut, Marv Tar Marinovich. Todd Marinovich, yes. Yeah, I, those kind of stories do, uh, you know, I like to look at those things. And, and there's also another story out there that will fascinate you, Aaron, that has something to do with college athletics. It's not football, but I saw it yesterday, and it's that guy that they ran out of, uh, you know, that, that was, was doing an illegal thing where they were <laughs> – they, he was getting kickbacks to let people who weren't on even on the tennis team at Texas get into school there, and he made like a hundred thousand. Well, his team won the the uh, national title, you know, after he was found guilty and had to go to jail for that. 
and SI has a real interesting long story on that. So I thought you would enjoy that. For some reason, those kinds of stories like Martel, Marinovich, all that stuff makes me think of these sordid tells of things that didn't happen. Years ago, I, it might have been Tate Martel. What, what year did you say he came out of high school, Aaron? Was it like 2016 or 17? 2000, How far do you go back? Uh, 2017 was his first year, so I guess at Ohio State. So okay. 2016, I think, was his senior year. Sometime, and maybe I got the wrong guy in mind, but there was one of those type guys who who was just coveted by everybody, but it just didn't work out. And it, it was either Martell or somebody like that right before him that went to tried it at all these different places, and it just didn't work. And they were five-star. And I remember I got a call from somebody that was working with this guy, this kid, and they said, hey, he wants to come to Baylor. Can you let Art know? And Art in a nice sort of way, this was obviously before the scandal, Art just said, yeah, I think I think we're okay. I think we're set here. <laughs> I mean, this was kind of one of those Tate Martell-type names, like a huge, huge name. But that tells you what Art was doing at the time. Art had, you know, he just had Petty, and then he had Seth Russell, and then Stidham comes in, and Art's just like, nah, I can't. I don't, I, you know, and, and I, I thought to myself, Wow, how things have changed. There was a time at Baylor where if some big, huge name five-star wanted to transfer to Baylor, we'd have been like, yeah, bring them on. <laughs> and at that time, Art just said, yeah, maybe we can find that guy somewhere else. But I don't, think, I don't think we have a spot for him. Goodness gracious. They were rolling. You ever noticed, Aaron, how Baylor still claims those uh, Big 12 titles? You know that? <laughs> some of those records and stuff that we talk about. We don't like to talk about that time period for obvious reasons, but those championships we still uh, we still do kind of claim and talk about. All right, Aaron, we better quickly move on. Uh, anything else you wanna you wanna finish with, or are, you, or are we good? We're good. All right. Gotta get um, to the, get to Caitlin Bickle. I'm looking forward to that it. interview. Let's do it, Aaron. Good for you. I'm glad you have been looking forward to that. Caitlin Bickle is a big time player for Baylor. In fact, she is probably. The best, the best six woman in the Big 12, in my opinion, okay? And I am somewhat biased toward Baylor, but I think she'd be right up there. Caitlin Bickle joins the Matt Mosley Show next. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And I, and obviously, you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. At Ascension Providence, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with you in times of need, and showing compassion when you're at your most vulnerable. 
Keras Listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension Providence, care is more than a word, it's our calling. Make your next appointment at getprovidencecare.com. Tom and Ward, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their arch supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Joined now by Caitlin Bickle uh, from the Baylor women's team. And uh, Caitlin, um, great to have you. And uh, I, I, it's a uh, it's it's more fun, isn't it, to uh, be talking to the media after a couple of wins? Is that uh, <laughs> that's that's a little more familiar to to you over your career, isn't it? Yes, absolutely, definitely is. Um, great feeling to be able to finally uh, get a couple wins. Yeah, you know, Caitlin, I'm uh, I'm sort of curious. Uh, you know, as uh, th- these last couple of games, you know, your role on this team has um, it's been fascinating to watch. You know, you you go from being in the past uh, bringing huge energy, but you didn't know if you were going to get seven minutes, eight minutes. Not, you know, you didn't know what it was going to be this year. Uh, I would say you pretty much get starter minutes is uh, th- did you have to ch- does that change your mindset at all? Uh, knowing, um, knowing, you know, you're going to have to, especially with the makeup of your team, that uh, that you're going to have to play a lot more than ever. No, I don't. I don't think it changes uh, my mindset. I think it just allows me to um, just build confidence and and just know what I need to do for my team defensively, and also uh, just going into this year. I think for me, it's been also a big confidence builder on the offensive side as well. All right, and and then, 
you know, you're asked to do so many things. You uh, have played guard forward. Uh, you, you you can block shots and everything. How much pride, Caitlin, do you take on uh, uh, in, in being that sort of jack-of-all-trades player? And did that start, like, really early, even when you were playing junior high basketball? Did you kind of uh, – were you able to, to kind of do it all a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in high school, I uh, I played point guard sometimes in high school. I went one through five. And for me this year, I think uh, just obviously with the numbers that we have this year, it's, it's a lot more important for me to be able to know all the plays, know all those positions, and, and just be able to do exactly what um, Coach Nikki needs me to do whenever she needs me to do it. All right, and uh, talking to Caitlin Bickle on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas, Baylor uh, women's basketball, and uh, is coming off a big win over Oklahoma State. Uh, what have you noticed, Caitlin, about uh, in these last two games, other than just winning, um, have you noticed anything different? I would think some of it helps that, of course, y'all got out of COVID protocols and and you're just getting your feet back under you. But in these wins, what have you noticed that maybe has allowed you guys at better defense, that uh, has allowed you to start playing a little bit more like we, what, uh, what Bears fans are used to seeing you guys play like? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just um, the way we've been preparing and our intensity coming in every day. I think uh, we've been able to find some consistency and being able to just prepare for these games and and coming in, um, knowing that we have to play our best, knowing that we need to um, scout these teams, knowing that we need to play hard every single play. So I think finally, you know, being um, back from break off of all that crazy COVID stuff, I think that's really allowed us to come in consistently every day and just uh, get better every single day together and be able to prepare for these teams. Talking to Caitlin Bickle, Baylor women, uh, got a big game Sunday. Hopefully you got a big crowd coming in there to watch uh, watch the Bears play on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Caitlin, you personally, your game, I mean, you, you're someone who's not shy about shooting threes. This offense, or what, uh, what Nikki Collin has brought, she encourages um, you guys to shoot threes. How much... Uh, how is this like a night and day thing then when when you were playing for Kim obviously defense was such a huge priority you know how 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 big of an adjustment has it been to you know sort of functioning in this offense as opposed to what you've been doing in the last few years um it's definitely a different style of play i definitely think um there are obviously some similarities i think uh you know, I think our team is also very different this year. You know, I think we have a lot of different scores, a lot of people capable of different things. Um, and I think Coach Nikki has just been able to have confidence. And, and we've had a lot of players that have been able to knock those shots down. And, and it's really spread the floor even just so that, that our post can also um, get looks down low without, you know, being doubled or triple teamed. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's definitely um, a great – change for us and I, I think as the year goes on we're, we're going to get better and better with that you know Caitlin you're sort of known as one of the bigger personalities on the team you could see it on the court with the way you carry yourself I I'm just sort of curious like what was your um when the when the change happened and when the announcement was made did you pretty quickly decide because I mean some people decided to transfer all of that 
did you the whole time kind of feel like this is my place, I'm staying here, or did you go through a period of time where you at least explored the idea of, hey, should I maybe think about going somewhere else? How did how did that play? Uh, how did you kind of uh, uh, process all that? Uh, I think it was definitely difficult at first, um, obviously, hearing that news. Um, I'm just built very, like, uh, loyal. You know, I'm, I'm a very loyal person. That's my biggest trait. And I think for me, after just, like, a few days, I think when just having the conversation with my dad and just about basketball, about school, things like that, I think we had decided very quickly before we even um, knew that Coach Nicky was going to be the coach that, you know, it, it's most likely going to be that I stay. And then um, I think for me, just after talking to Nikki once, twice, just hearing um, the way she speaks and, and how she carries herself, um, it was definitely a confidence booster, you know? Like, I just sat there and I was like, I can absolutely play for this for this coach. I, You know, I, I think I could thrive under this coach. And I, I think, um, you know, she's, she's amazing. And I think I made a great choice staying, obviously. Um, but it was definitely a fairly uh, quick decision when it came to that. Do you, uh, Caitlin, do you relish the opportunity to be uh, that uh, energizer off off the bench? Do you, um, is that, are you very comfortable with that? Obviously, you're talented enough to start at most places in the country, but have you, uh, I mean, have you sort of embraced that? And uh, in, in, in what, what do you, uh, what do you enjoy about that? Oh, absolutely. I've embraced that. I, I love that. I love being that person that can come off the bench and just give whatever I have, give energy. Um, you know, I think, I don't know. I think that's just, it, it, I have a lot of pride in that um, because I've never been one where like, I need to be this or be that, you know, like for me, it's always just been, I want to do what's best for my team um, and best for our program and, and do what's going to get us wins. So I think, it's always been about that for me, and I, I love being able to be that energy off the bench and, and, you know, have my teammates be able to trust me to be that for them. So I absolutely take pride in that. I love being able to cheer on my teammates, being able to be positive that way for them, um, and just seeing them all, you know, thrive um, in, in everything they do is incredible as well. Well, I had uh, Nalissa on the other day, and she's a huge fan of yours. I think when I asked her about her <laughs> teammates, you were the uh, first person that came came up, and um, you all have a unique relationship. Let me ask you this. Iowa State comes in on Sunday. It had to be fun to be back at the Farrell Center. You guys had played like one game there in, I think, six-week span, so that had to be nice. I, I, I think um, hopefully there's going to be a – uh, a, a really nice crowd that shows up. Iowa State is a ranked team. When you start to prepare for this thing, as you have been, what uh, what are the key things about Iowa State? I know they've had a couple players out on uh, COVID protocol, so we'll see if they come back on Sunday. But what's the biggest key in, in preparing for, for this type of team? I think for this type of team, uh, it's, it's just making them score uh, two by two by two as um Coach Nikki would call it. Um, they're obviously a huge three-point shooting team, and and you know they're going to make some threes. But I think for us, it's it's defending the three-point line, not fouling them because they are are great free-throw shooters, and also just only giving them one chance um, on offense. You know, making sure that we clean up the glass is extremely important for us. And then 
um, just doing our absolute best and everything that we can do to keep them from scoring as many trees as they usually do. All right, and if I put you, talking to Caitlin Bickle from uh, the Baylor Women, uh, if I put you and um, uh, Jamie and Sarah, and let's see, let's include Jordan in this. I, I'm sorry, to, Melissa will be mad at us for not putting her in this, but <laughs> if I put you all in an empty gym and, and you, you had just a flat-out three-point contest like you see in the, uh, the NBA All-Star three-point contest, do you like your chances uh, or do you uh, or would you defer to one of the other uh, the other players I mentioned? Do you mean um like would I win or would they win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three point contest. Oh God. Yeah. Who who do you take? Do you take yourself, or would you bet on one of those other players? You know, I gotta I gotta bet on my girls. You know, um, it's not that often. <laughs> that our our guards miss threes and when they do i mean there are people on them guarding them you know um yeah so i am very confident in them they are fantastic shooters fantastic guards um our whole team is just is really bought into the system um and i'm i'm just yeah i got to i got to count on them for that contest all right, all right. Well, y'all should try that someday, by the way. Just have the rack of balls and then have the money ball at the end because that sort of uh, adds to it. That would be awesome to do like for like Midnight Madness or, or whatever. Now, uh, talking to Caitlin Bickle, last thing I had for you, the um, I'm sure you've seen that uh, Our Time documentary and you've been in that. And uh, Nalissa was sort of uh, featured for her watercolors. Um now, what is um, what what is Caitlin Bickle's biggest off the court uh, uh, hobby? Is there anything that you're really into that uh, that that might surprise people? Oh gosh, see, Liz is Liz is um, multi talented, unlike me. Um, <laughs> I did. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, I swear that girl can do everything. Um, <laughs> But I, unfortunately, don't exactly have a special talent, I don't think. I mean, I, I rode horses growing up. There you uh, go. A lot, of people were, you know, a lot of people were surprised to hear about that when I came to Baylor. Um, but other than that, I, I have a dog, so I pretty much just hang out with my dog anytime I'm outside of basketball. But that is pretty much it. Unfortunately, I am not as talented as Liz, and I cannot <laughs> paint. <laughs> but maybe I, I'll, I'll get her uh, to teach me sometime. Maybe she can... Uh, help me out with that one a new talent <laughs> well you and uh Liz and um Dee, Dee uh all i've seen some of the uh, uh you know your your styles and everything so that may be something as well it seems like y'all have really uh uh interesting and cool fashions so maybe that's something you could highlight on the uh, hour time uh, on the hour time documentary what kind of dog do you have by the way um it's like a pitahula so it's a pit bull and a catahoula mix Okay, I'm not familiar with the Ketahula. and what what's the name of the uh, what's the name of the dog? A uh, sleeve, like a sleeve. Um, I adopted him over a year ago, so I kind of yeah. just kept the name he came with. Sleeve, like like the, what we wear, a sleeve. Is that yes, right? yeah, like okay. sleeves. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I thought you said sleeves at first, and I thought, well, that's a oh, no. that's an interesting. <laughs> well, that's good. You remember our our man Mark Vidal had a husky. And I always thought, well, that's—I yes. don't know if you should should have a husky in the middle of Texas, but 
anyway, hopefully that, that dog's in cooler weather now. But, uh, hey, Caitlin, appreciate it. Always fun to, to get to visit with you and uh, continued success. And I hope it's a great crowd Sunday. Should be fun. Thank you so much. You bet. There she goes, Caitlin Bickle from the uh, Baylor women as they get ready to take on Iowa State. Jerry Jones is very angry. We hear from Jerry next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Clear skies tonight and the dry air in place will help us settle into yet another cold night with a low of 20 degrees. Tomorrow will warm up just a bit quicker than we did today with plenty of sunshine and a high of 51 and light winds out of the north around 5 miles per hour. Expect Saturday night to be just about the same, cold and clear with a low of 27. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, February 3rd, and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Waco. Our brands continue to win awards year after year. The 2021 Ram brand just received first place in the prestigious J.B. Power initial quality. The Dodge brand finished second to Ram, and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator is rated first among all midsize trucks. This month, you can get an early start to the new year with the Start Something New sales event, only at Alan Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Northern Tool and Equipment is the store for over 100,000 tools. Here you'll find the right tool for any job. With brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Honda, Lincoln, and more, our annual storage sale is going on now with savings up to 50%. The deals are stacking up on shelving, storage bins, racks, job site boxes, and more. Plus, select truck boxes are 20% off. It's time to put every tool in its place. Visit Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott has been fined $25,000 by the league for his postgame comments related to the game officials following Sunday's loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Dallas Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory is scheduled to have surgery on his left knee today. NFL playoffs continue tomorrow. Cincinnati at Tennessee at 3.30. San Francisco at Green Bay at 7.15. On Sunday, L.A. takes on Tampa Bay at 2 o'clock. And Buffalo and Kansas City will round out the weekend at 5.30. High school basketball tonight. Waco at Duncanville. Universities at Red Oak. Midway at Lake Ridge. And Temple taking on Ellison. Number five, Baylor basketball on the road tomorrow taking on OU. Two o'clock tip. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. As we uh, continue on into Friday, I mean, I can't believe it's uh, it's the end of the week. Great to have Caitlin Bickle with us. The Baylor women will get going again on uh, Sunday afternoon, and of course, you'll hear that right on uh, right here at ESPN Central Texas. Uh, expecting a large crowd, and uh, Baylor has really been encouraging. There's they're doing some different things, and then the students to be out there. There's going to be a lot of fun things involved so i really recommend i know there's a lot of nfl and a lot of us will you know be watching all that but that doesn't mean you can't go out to the baylor game in fact you could record some of the games and then go see it tomorrow the baylor men you can hear that game that's a two o'clock tip uh in norman 130 will be the uh pregame show and of course uh, john and pat will be on that in fact uh John had to get his show in today and then head out to Norman as the team uh, gathers there. It's never easy in the Big 12, and everybody wants to knock off the defending champs, national champs. And Kansas got out of there with a 67-64 win the other night. And so I uh, I think they felt okay about that. But, um, uh, the, the, you know, I, I think Oklahoma has upset on the mind and – with Harkless and, boy, Mo Gibson, they got some nice young players. And uh, the uh, the new coach over there, Porter Moser, has done a, uh, a good job bringing some players into the, uh, the portal. And it's the good and bad thing about the Big 12 this year. There's no, like, Iowa State's good now. They're a ranked team. K-State went on the road and beat uh, the Longhorns the other day. Longhorns have another home game against Oklahoma State. They should win. They'll be favored to win but they might not it's hard to say this is a shocking uh i I thought texas boy they were rated by some as a top five team they brought in this guy Carr. allen's supposed to be a great player for them and they're just not getting it done the holdovers from shaka's team are really not showing up they may score eight or nine points they don't hit the three on a consistent basis this team just has not had consistent shooting in many years and um while I don't sit around feeling sorry for the Longhorns, I just think back to some of the great point guards over the years, whether it be T.J. Ford, D.J. Augustine. Before that, uh, they had uh, Terrence Wrencher back in the day. They had another player, Chris Thomas, who came that was uh, not quite as known as others. And then, of course, uh, with the way Durant was one of the greatest shooters of all time, one of the greatest uh, shooters in the NBA and one of the greatest shooters in, in, uh, in college basketball. So I... You know, if I'm a Texas fan, which I'm not, but if I were, I would be wondering, okay, what's going on here? We brought Chris Beard in here, supposed to be rolling now, and we're not rolling. Now, that doesn't mean he can't get it going, and he's got some great players on the way, both uh, college basketball or high school players, and then he can get some uh, transfers. But it's a little bit, I think, tough on him right now that Texas Tech is doing so well and uh, is uh, enjoying so much success. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. 
we had the opportunity uh, today, we've been looking at some of these comments from Jerry Jones. And Jerry had a radio interview he did today, and, man, those quotes have gone around the country. And if you go to ESPN.com right now, those quotes are leading the site. And so Aaron was able to track down some of the audio so we can let you hear about it uh, from the man himself. Now, you'll remember we played for you some of Jerry's comments right after the game. Now he's had a chance to kind of think about things a little bit, and at least from what it sounds like, Jerry's every bit as upset and, and put out as he was right after the game. This was this morning. I believe it's on that show Sean and RJ, uh, Sean Sharif and, and, uh, and RJ Choppy do that's on 105.3 The Fan. That's Cowboys flagship station. And Jerry was on earlier today, and he was asked about uh, what about these coaches, about the coaches that he has uh, uh, working for him these days? Now, let me be real clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the pet peeves I have is that I don't like this, well, we've got to work on this in the off season. We've got to work on this. Uh, but I don't go for that. I've been trying to push that. Uh, I want those things recognized and addressed after we play Tampa, after the first game, or after we play the sixth game. I don't want to wait until we're sitting here uh, with no season left to address these things we're doing or not doing. And so uh, all of that's in the mix here and and a part of what I do. But uh, that's the way I do, as you know, the uh, ultimate decision on these coaches or anywhere around here is uh, uh, one that I have to make. All right, Jerry Jones um, talking about uh, the coaches and, of course, uh, that thing's getting a lot of play nationally today, not only because it's just the Cowboys. It's just fascinating to hear Jerry. Jerry is a pretty positive person. He's usually uh, one of the more optimistic people you'll see. It's it's somewhat rare. I'm not saying he hasn't been critical of coaches at times, but for him to be that overt, the uh, the you know saying it's a pet peeve, it seems to be almost a direct reaction to what, Mike McCarthy was saying the other day, like, hey, we're going to work on this the offseason. Oh, this is going to be something we, we did get done. Well, he didn't like hearing that. Jerry didn't. And he was pretty direct with it. And uh, if you want to sound off on this, by the way, we'll give you an opportunity. Our text line is open. You guys have been using this today for other things, which I'm fine with. In fact, we may read some of those uh, coming up in uh, in our uh, sign-off, our uh, the thing we do at the end of every show, which is the the dismount right here on the Matt Mosley Show. But if you want to sound off on the Cowboys, the uh, text line is open, CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. What Jerry just said was the closest he's come to saying, hey, I'm fed up with these coaches. Now, he didn't say he's going to fire anybody. In fact, I don't know what he's going to do because he basically ended up saying something like, well, I've got everybody under contract that I need under contract. Well, Mike McCarthy continues to be under contract, and his original deal was four or five seasons. I can't remember. It's four or five seasons. It's usually the way those things are. And he just finished year number two. I think first year was, hey, COVID, this was a mess. This was awful. You lost Dak. 
okay, you can't fire him after year one. We all understand that. You can fire him after this year, even though it seems weird to do that to a coach that just went 12-5. and five. I mean, that, that sounds very strange. And as I've explained to you, one of the things that Jerry's always come back to is he didn't like that he fired Chan Gailey after back-to-back trips to the playoffs, even though one of those playoff trips was coming off an 8-8 eight and eight season. But Jerry thought he didn't give Chan Gailey enough time, and he regretted making the move when he did. Now, did, that, did he regret it because they went 5-11, three straight seasons after that? Probably so. All right, his replacement was Dave Campo. I love Dave. Dave, a guy I've just always enjoyed spending time with over the years. But Dave Campo, that was not one of the great eras in, uh, in, in Cowboys coaching. Okay, we liked Campo because he was a holdover with some of those Jimmy guys and uh, Wanstead and Tony Wise and Butch Davis and all those guys. I mean, it was fun because that, that harkened back to the great days. Now, after Campo, they, that's when they went out and hired Parcells. And then after that, they were trying to choose between North Turner and Wade Phillips. Now, you can say, well, they made the wrong choice. That's fine. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought Norv actually had some pretty good years with the Chargers and did some good things with the young Phillip Rivers and, uh, and Ladanian. So I, Norv gets looked upon as a not a good head coach, and I thought he actually had a, some really good years with the Chargers. So I don't really look at him as a failure of a head coach. We look back at Wade Phillips as a failure as a head coach. Numbers don't totally back that up. He just had one really bad season when they went ahead and fired him in 2010 and, and, and brought in uh, Garrett as the interim head coach. All right, I want to continue down this path. This is Jerry on 105.3, and here's Jerry when asked about uh, what kind of evaluation, Jerry, do you have of the season as a whole? Well, I haven't completed my overall evaluation, and I don't have any idea when I will complete my overall evaluation, but uh, uh, there's a a lot of moving parts here. As you know, uh, we have 29 coaches. It's not uncommon at all for uh, coaching members of coaching staff to come and go. Uh, this is uh, par for the course. That's the NFL today. As a matter of fact, we have rules in place that uh, whether you're ready to consider that at a position or not, somebody else under certain circumstances can call and interview your coach. Uh, don't necessarily agree with that, but that's what I've signed on for. And so this is not uncommon. Uh, and so I won't be getting to any uh, of the, uh, uh, statements about evaluations or statements about uh, actions relative to those evaluations. I won't be getting to that for probably several weeks. All right, Jerry, um, I mean, and, and who knows? I think part of his evaluation is not so much. He might hold up a little bit with some of the personnel folks and the coaches and look at a little film, but that's not Jerry's. Let's not pretend that's that's Jerry's strength. Jerry, if he has a strength, it's more about understanding personalities and knowing people, and so he needs to sit down, visit with coaches. But but as a as the owner of a billion dollar franchise, he has to 
not who knows how much this thing's worth now. Three billion, four billion. I I don't know. I mean, the, the valuation is just insane. But he has to. There, there's a lot of ways to look at this. He he has to make some fairly quick decisions. If you sit around here, basically deliberating on if you're going to keep your head coach or not. First of all, you leave him and the coaches twisting in the wind. The other is you give these other your assistant coaches a chance to go get out of the jobs. And Dan Quinn's up for jobs, whether it be Chicago, Miami. I mean, there's all kinds of jobs open right now. And, you know, Quinn is a good candidate. Moore is a pretty decent young candidate, although I don't think he had a great year for the Cowboys. So I have him as probably not as good a candidate as uh, as as Dan Quinn would be my uh, the way to to, to represent that. Uh, again, if you got a, if you have a comment on what you're hearing from Jerry here, I'm, I'd be we'd be happy to delve into that a little bit with you. Uh, you can uh, you can always call, but you can also text. It's pretty quick if you want to do it that way. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Is anything Jerry saying resonating with you? And I mean, are you are you are you ready just to be patient as Jerry finishes up his his evaluation? All right, Jerry's also asked, uh, basically, uh, uh, you know, after you've had a little time to reflect on things, you know, had a little bit of a cool down period. What what's your take on things? Yeah, when I spoke to everybody Monday after the game. I said I wish, and I don't know why. I'm rubbing salt in it. I'm, I'm uh, 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 just trying to make it hurt more. Uh, but I said uh, I wish that I had called this meeting, which was our dispersal meeting. You basically disperse your team, get your physicals, uh, see where everybody's status is, and basically, uh, uh, obviously, uh, uh, disperse the team. That's what it's done. That's traditional throughout the NFL. Uh, I'd like to have a meeting like that the day of the game, mm. so that we could all feel together just how just how you feel uh, when you uh, look up and there's uh, no more uh, to play. Uh, this bunch uh, for themselves, uh, and uh, obviously in pl- with our fans, uh, completely forming the overriding umbrella. We deserve better than that. We got a better team. Well, not a better team. You are what you are, as Bill used to say. But the bottom line is, uh, we did, did deserve better than ending it up this way. So that's the way I feel today. All right. To me, it that's another uh, that's another place where Jerry is saying coaches didn't get it done. You are what you are. It's an old Parcel saying, as Jerry just said. But there. They're sitting here, sitting here at home as the divisional playoffs happen, as teams get to go. I mean, you realize that the Bengals have a decent chance on the AFC side to go to the AFC title game. You know how crazy that is. You know how ridiculous that is. You know the last time the Bengals won a playoff game was something in like 31 years ago. Or was it 21 years, 31 years? It, it was whatever the, whatever the number was, it was staggering when I heard it. It had been that long since they'd won a single playoff game. Cowboys aren't much better. Dak's one in three. Tony finished his career, a great career, by the way, 
wonderful numbers, Pro Bowl quarterback, several times over, two and four. Two big-time quarterbacks who combine for three playoff wins. And you know what we do? We sit around and we put down Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my gosh, Aaron Rodgers. He's only got the – he's a, what a letdown. Only got the one Super Bowl championship. You know what Cowboys fans would kill for? If I, I don't think they care if Dak then lost every playoff game the rest of his career. Even if he had like an Eli-type run a couple of times. One Super Bowl would do it for everybody. He would be a made man. And we talk about Aaron Rodgers like he's some kind of big letdown. Oh, look at Aaron Rodgers' um, record in the NFC title games. You know what it is, Aaron? Like, if you look at his um, at Aaron Rodgers' record in those games, it's it's kind of like, I bet it's like two and six, one and six, two and seven, three, uh, two and seven, whatever it is. But but you know what it tells you? He's been five or six times. The dude gets the Packers to NFC title games over and over. Now, does he get over the hump every time? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Aaron Rodgers uh, got the one pl- uh, got the one Super Bowl, and and the more we're removed from that, the more I think that Aaron Rodgers just handed Mike McCarthy that Super Bowl. All right, now you can't completely take it away from Mike. He was there. He was calling the plays. But 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 the more we watch him and see him perform as a head coach, the more you think, no, he was just extremely fortunate to have an Aaron Rodgers because we've seen every combination with Tony in Dak, and they don't even sniff one. The closest they did come to playing an NFC title game, they did have the disputed catch against Aaron Rodgers in the in the Packers, the controversial catch or no catch with Dez. And that was Tony. And that was that could have been an enormous breakthrough moment for that franchise. Aaron Rodgers and those Packers then went on to play in the NFC title game. The 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 one after that didn't even really feel real to me. I was out there in Los Angeles. That was two thousand 16 or 17, 17, whatever. I, I, I remember being out there, 2017, they play in the divisional playoffs against the, the at uh, the Rams. The Rams just manhandled them. They never had a chance in that game. They go out there, they got a huge Cowboys backing in the Coliseum, and they, they, they didn't get it done. They just flat out could not get it done against the Rams. Those are the two closest times of the Romo and Dak eras that they've ever had. 2007, they're in the divisional playoffs. They got a lead. They got like a 17-7 lead over the Giants. And here come uh, here come here comes um, Eli and they score a, they had a field goal at the end of that first half make it I believe 17-10. The Cowboys are up at the half. Giants come back win that game. You can say that Creighton dropped a ball in the end zone. I never know if that was fair. Um but I, 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 still to this day, I'd have to look at it again to be able to tell you if, if I thought Patrick Creighton actually dropped a football or if Tony just missed him. I don't know. It's been a while. I was at the game. I just never did totally buy into that being Creighton's fault. But that's it. Those are the only times the, the Cowboys have even sniffed 
getting to title games. And, and the one thing I'll add to that is something I saw recently, Aaron, which fascinates me, is that, and I don't want to get into this, you know, old, old school syndrome, old man's type syndrome, but 1970 through 1982, 13 seasons with Tom Landry. Ten of those, ten of the 13, they went to the NFC title game, 1970-1982. There was a 17-season stretch under Landry where they either made it to, like, the title game or the NFC title game. It used to be called something different, because, but right, pre-Super Bowl. Anyway, 12 out of 17 years, if you go back to, like, the late 60s or whatever. I mean, that's just, that's, that's just crazy. And then, of course, they get the three Super Bowls, uh, the, the basically four NFC title trips in a row in the 90s. And now you just sit around and cry about officiating and not not getting to the uh, not getting to the divisional round. Can't even get there. I mean, there was a point late in the season this year it was like, hey, Cowboys still have a shot at the number one seed. What an embarrassment! What an embarrassment now to think that we sat around and thought, well, that could happen. That could happen. Really, the, the this team started to come come undone in those games, you know, like Thanksgiving against the Raiders. Right in that same area, the Chiefs. Is that the Chiefs that they played? Aaron, does that sound right? Chiefs take them down. Uh, they get a they get a blowout over the um, they get a blowout over the uh, the the Falcons. And then they get blowouts over the NFC East teams. This is one of the more fraudulent teams out there. Yet, at the evaluations after these seasons, the way I think Jerry ends up evaluating this thing is coaches didn't get it done. Players were there. All the talent in the world were there. Meanwhile, you've got Michael Irvin pointing out that you had a, a quarterback who had a 69 passer rating in the biggest game of the season. You had a star running back, highest-paid running back in the game, who had 12 carries for 31 yards. And you had a wide receiver who goes out and uh, and has one catch for 21 yards. You can say Amari or CD, whoever you want to say, not, neither one of them had a big day. So it is, uh, it is a mess. All right, if you want to sound off on that, I've had my say, uh, 254-662-1660. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. We'll uh, we'll let you have your say. That is the CNC collision again. It's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Back with a dismount next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll look ahead at the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including a top 15 showdown in the Farrell Center on Sunday. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. 
The 2021 Dodge brand, ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now, back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Track and Field continues their indoor schedule this weekend. Running in a meet in Iowa City, Iowa. It's today and tomorrow for Baylor Track and Field. Baylor men's basketball, number five in the nation, on the road at Oklahoma tomorrow afternoon. It's a 2 p.m. tip-off, 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off here on ESPN Central Texas tomorrow. Television on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Meanwhile, the 15th-ranked Baylor women hosting number 7 Iowa State Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. Baylor coming off the win over Oklahoma State on Wednesday. The Cyclones were knocked off at home by Texas on Wednesday evening, playing without their leading scorer, Ashley Jones. Here is Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin looking ahead to the matchup with the Cyclones on Sunday. They know we have Iowa State coming in. I mean, Iowa State is a team that is that, that has given Baylor problems in the past. You know, regardless of the dominance or non-dominance, you know, they do what they do. They stretch out. Um, they're a little different this year because they don't really have fives that shoot threes, but they can make 15-footers and they can score against a mismatch. Like, you know, people probably think their fives, you know, are their weak link, but you look at the end of the game and they split minutes and, you look at them, and they, they've got 18 and 10, you know? So even though on paper you're not like, wow, their low post game is, is, is what they do, like they're, they're pretty efficient and effective. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball hosting Iowa State on Sunday, 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday here on ESPN Central Texas, television Sunday on ESPN2. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from Norman and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bends Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bends Realty. Learn more at twinbendsrealty.com. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The self-employed face a particular challenge with respect to health coverage. Healthcare costs have just skyrocketed, and it has really gotten to where it's very complex and confusing. Hurley Benefit Services Vice President, Tammy Hurley. Self-employed individuals have such a personal responsibility, and so they really like being able to be in charge of their personal insurance policies and their choices. Health insurance, if you're self-employed, doesn't have to be hard to buy. Hurley Benefit Services can help. Being a self-employed individual, you are working so hard on your business and to know all the answers or to even know what questions to ask about insurance is tough. Come to us, we can answer those questions for you and find a package that you're going to be able to afford and it's going to meet your needs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y BenefitServices.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott has been fined $25,000 by the league for his postgame comments related to the game officials following Sunday's loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Dallas Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory is scheduled to have surgery on his left knee today. NFL playoffs continue tomorrow. Cincinnati at Tennessee at 3.30. San Francisco at Green Bay at 7.15. On Sunday, L.A. takes on Tampa Bay at 2 o'clock and Buffalo and Kansas City will round out the weekend at 5.30. High school basketball tonight, Waco at Duncanville, Universities at Red Oak, Midway at Lake Ridge, and Temple taking on Ellison. Number five, Baylor basketball on the road tomorrow taking on OU, 2 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is that time. We've come to the end of our broadcasting week. Our Fox affiliate, by the way, you can hear me 1 to 3 tomorrow. I'll be doing some national radio. Um, I felt like I got enough in, Aaron, this week, but I'm uh, going to do a little more tomorrow. So if you, uh, you want to do that. And then, of course, I would encourage you, though, at 2 o'clock, to be right here on ESPN Central Texas for the Baylor men as they play Oklahoma. And then, of course, uh, get the game against uh, the Iowa State women will be in town. Barrel Center, pack that place. Come on, let's get that thing packed out for Saturday. Coach Collin has been asking, and um, I think it could be a really good atmosphere. Let's get students out there. You're back. Everybody's okay. You know, mask up if you have to. Let's not have a Let's not have a super spreader event, but let's get some people in there and let's uh, let's be loud and help the help the uh, Baylor women take down the Iowa State Cyclones. All right, Aaron, I know we had some uh, participation on the CNC Collision 
text line. That's 254-662-1660. What are our people saying? Uh, Jose Antibble said that was a great speech by Jerry Jones. Stevian Waco said he wishes Jerry Jones would trade Dak to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, um, a Dak for Aaron Rodgers trade. First of all, would either team do it? Rodgers is pretty late in that career, although Brady's played forever. He's 38. He's 37 or 38. Probably 37, okay? And Dak is 28, I believe. Uh, If you could do it for like two years or something, you might do it, but... I, I would hate to, especially nobody's going to take on the uh, the DAC contract as it currently uh, sits. And Green Bay has a quarterback. Now, I know our man's ma- mainly probably just kidding. Uh, or maybe, I don't know, maybe he's being real. He wants uh, Aaron Rodgers in here. Would I love to see Aaron Rodgers for a year or two? Yes, absolutely. But with the contract... You're going to have to ride this thing out with Dak. Thanks to all our people who either texted in, called in, listened, all the things you can do, participated. We appreciate it. Thanks to you, Aaron Sexton. Great job. I want everybody to have a great weekend. Baylor basketball all weekend right here on ESPN Central Texas. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on the Friday Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Coming up, we'll look at tomorrow's full schedule of games in the Big 12 conference, including Oklahoma looking to snap a three-game losing skid hosting Baylor in Norman. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, B-